Now, after I wrote this sermon, I actually had experience a bit like the shepherd's one. If you follow me on Facebook, you'll know what happened. I was, um, I was at night and I was in the front. Ruby, Ruby experiences as well. She knows what I'm talking about. I was in the front uh, room of my house and suddenly there was a loud buzzing sound and then the brightest light I've ever seen in my life just shone out, uh, lit up the entire house, the entire front yard, and then the electricity went off. But for, for about 30 seconds, I swear, I thought, this is it, I'm dead, because I thought it was some kind of bomb, which I'm like, I don't know why, Fawn Lee. <laughs> but I don't have much time to work that out if I'm about to die. But it was just light, really. And then when the electricity went out, I went, oh, the transformer outside the house has blown up. And... I rang up Osgrid and they're like, thank you very much, that's located the fault. Well, so it's good that I could be of help. Uh, if we have the next slide. This is what we're told happens uh, on that first Christmas day from Luke 2, 8 to 9. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. The glory of the Lord shone around them. That's quite a lot of glory, is it not? Because God isn't just a little bit glorious. God is the full glory. And this is not what you expect when you're minding your own business during the night shift or you're sitting on your couch. Now, if you were here yesterday, I talked about what kind of song Mary's song in the first chapter of Luke is, and I compared it to different pop songs. Now, don't say I'm not eclectic in my musical taste, because today I want to use the comparison of musical theatre. I think I might ask this this way. Who's a fan of musical theatre? I won't ask who's not. Just deal with this. It's a metaphor, Okay. Now, in musicals, you have different songs depending on what part of the story you are in. Now, I'm going to illustrate for you, for most of the sermon, from that superb musical, Hamilton. Who's seen Hamilton? It's coming back to Sydney, by the way. They didn't pay me for that. Now, you get straight exposition uh, songs which explain some more of the story or give back story. Now, an example of that in Hamilton is Alexander Hamilton, which gives the title character's whole life story before he gets to the US. You get reflective ballads as well, when a character is revealing their inner thoughts. Another great example in Hamilton is Dear Theodosia, in which Aaron Burr sings about all of his strong feelings for his newborn daughter. But then, this is the kind of songs we all remember, you have what are called Showstoppers. Anyone guess what scene that is? You will in a moment because I'll tell you. A showstopper is a song so dramatic, so exciting, it literally stops the show. The narrative stops, the show stops because people jump up and applaud even though the show hasn't finished yet because they're so thrilled by this particular song. And knowing this, knowing that they're going to stop the show, the writers of musicals often put these at a climactic point in the story, a point at which you're starting to see everything coming together and a really decisive moment happens in the plot. Now, 
In some musicals, arguably Hamilton has a few, there are more than one of these. Now, for instance, this will give you a clue about this uh, picture, in the room where it happens, there's a point at which in the story alliances and fortunes suddenly change because a deal is struck. Everything turns around and Aaron Burr, who sings it, is now given the motivation to become the villain of the story. A crucial moment. Why I'm saying this today is because the appearance and the song of the angels is a climactic moment, not only for the shepherds who were there in the fields and not only for the people of Israel at that time, but a climactic moment for the entire history of the universe. Here's what the angel says about why they've turned up in full, fullest glory. The next slide. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. No wonder the glory of the Lord is present to such an extent and is so startling that the audience of shepherds are terrified. This great joy is for all the people, that is the people of God. Here, it would have been Israel. However, the people of God, as we know, are anyone who understands that the good news for Israel was also good news for everybody, that the coming Messiah, the coming Saviour, would save the world. In fact, Luke Later in this chapter records the words of Simeon, who when he's holding the infant Jesus in his arms, says, For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, that is those who aren't Jews, and the glory of your people Israel. The hope of centuries, the fulfilment of every prophecy, God's chosen one, the promised king of kings, is finally here. But hang on. For such an announcement, we understand the angels and the glory and the singing. But the odd thing here is why is this being announced to some shepherds out in the fields? Why not in the temple when it is full of people? Why not in the court of the king? Why not in the marketplace in the centre of the city? And then, even more odd, where are they to find this chosen one, this special child? Verse 12. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. This chosen one, this baby, has been laid in an animal's feeding trough. And again, this seems incongruent. All this fanfare? But why is the baby somewhere so humble? It seems like a mismatch, but it's meant to. Because we know from Mary's song, which we looked at yesterday, that this Messiah would overturn the patterns of the world. The powerful would be humbled, and the humble will be lifted up. And so by this, the climactic announcement of the whole of history, 
being made to a small group of shepherds. And by this divine king being put in a makeshift crib rather than a fine piece of golden furniture (coughs) in a palace, it is made clear that this is the kind of good news this is. It is for all the people. Sorry, I'm going to be a hay fever at the moment. (coughs) If Jesus was born now, I imagine that the angels would appear to some retail workers in the late night supermarket shift or some truck drivers at a rest stop on the highway. (coughs) I'm really sorry to the Zoomers. And the angels say, you will know you have found him when you see the baby lying in an old washing basket. You see, God's ways are not our ways. It is not that the angels turn up and think, oh, well, only a few shepherds. That's a bit disappointing. It's not worth getting out the trumpets. Let's do the cut-down version of the announcement. (coughs) No, after the angel gives the message, suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, let me pause for a second, how many angels this is, but it sounds like a lot. It's a great company, a host, that is the whole army. And actually we know from a couple of other references in the Bible that there were vast numbers, innumerable, uncountable numbers of angels at God's command. This is one of those huge casts where no expense has been spared, which of course makes sense when you understand the whole story. This is the moment. This is the showstopper of history. Time, thanks so much, Paul. Time itself pauses. And nothing is the same ever again. This is the showstopper song to end all showstoppers. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favour rest. It may seem like it's happening in just a field with only some shepherds and some sheep, but this song stretches out to all of heaven and earth. It encompasses the universe. It is heard everywhere. And God's peace is now given to all who find favour with God. And as we'll find out as you go through the Gospels, Those who find favour are those who put their hope in Jesus. God's peace. (coughs) This is not the moment of peace you get when you take a cup of break in the middle of your workday. It is the shalom of God that is a state of being and community in which all is good. All is flourishing. All is delightful. Everyone and everything is in harmony. What better news could there be? (coughs) Well, of course, the shepherds, after hearing this showstopper, are no longer terrified. And as they understand it, they are filled with excited joy and they rush off to find this baby and they start telling everyone about him. We're pretty sure they tell Mary because she's probably the source of this story in the gospel. For we are told in verse 19 that she treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. 
And so although the audience initially was small, this show stopper song has not just been heard by this small group of shepherds 2,000 years ago in a field, but it is recorded in our scripture to be found by anyone now who goes seeking for God. And here we are, 2,000 years later or more, hearing the showstopper again. This announcement continues to be a showstopper, a world overturner, and a life transformer. For those of us who know and love Jesus, like the shepherds and Mary, we find a new peace and hope. Now, of course, it's a climactic point in the story, the end of the first act, but the story isn't finished yet. We are still waiting for the finale when everything comes right and peace reigns over all. And let me suggest, like many a good musical, this finale will be what is called a reprise. When a song from the middle comes back, somewhat changed or maybe echoed in the notes or lyrics of the new song. But this reprise now throws a new perspective on what has come before. We say, ah, yes, now I see the full picture. Now I see the unfolded story. What it all meant. Now, in Hamilton, the finale repeats some words that have wound their way through the story. Who dies? Time? Enough? In fact, in the finale of Hamilton, we realise the story is all the time about his wife, Eliza. And we suddenly rethink the entire show. Or, and this is where this picture is from, in Les Miserables, the showstopper song is Do You Hear the People Sing? from Act One. There, it is simply a song of the French Revolution, but it is reprised in the finale. It takes on a larger meaning. We realise that all humanity are longing for something better, for true freedom. It becomes a much larger song of hope. So here, the reprise of the angel's song at Jesus' birth comes in Revelation, where not only the angels are singing, but also all the people of God. Jesus has returned and the promised peace has come in glorious and eternal fullness. And so every single person who loves God and all the creatures made by God, the entire cast crowds the stage for this finale and they burst into song. Revelations 5.13 <clears throat> To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honour and glory and power forever and ever. We are not yet at that finale, but we are in the part of the story past the climactic showstopper when Jesus first came to earth. We have heard the song of the angels. We know that God has acted to save and bring peace. And so while we wait for that finale, if we get the next slide, we need to keep our ears open for the song of the angels. There will be tough moments. There will be moments when we think that there can be no happy ending. I don't know if about you, even when I've seen a story three million times, I still get worried when the character, the main character is in trouble. 
We will feel like that. There'll be moments when our heart clenches in fear or we weep in despair. But as we wait, we need to keep listening for the angel's song. We need to keep remembering who Jesus is and we need to remember how the entirety of history has been focused on him. We need to listen to the song again in scripture. We need to hear it again in the love of our friends. And we need to hear it every time someone starts to trust in Jesus. So take hold of the song. Take hold of the angel's song because you will be in the reprise, up on that stage, singing it in the finale and forever. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus.